Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. On this week's episode, I, Aaron Gerke, and Kevin Bender are engaging in a conversation, well, about a lot of different things. We talk about relationships, marriage, parenthood, uh, and how all of those things give us the opportunity to live as Christ and put his love into practice. We also have a conversation about how quick and easy it is to put up walls of division, hostility uh, between us and other people, but how Jesus has actually torn those things down and given us the opportunity to live in hope and to invite other people into a life of hope. We hope that this conversation is encouraging and challenging and practical to you. Take something from it and apply it in your own lives. We really hope you enjoy it. Morning, Kevin. Hey, morning, Aaron. How's it going? You know, it's going all right. That's great. I wish that the people could see your foot apparel today. Well, I can show them. I got, I'm rocking the Chacos, but also with gray socks because my feet get cold. Tell me, tell me about this style that you have, socks and sandals. Yeah. Um, Did you invent this? No. Uh, in the 90s, maybe early 2000s, there was a show called Rocket Power. It's a cartoon really? about skateboarders. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's a pretty sweet show if you were a kid in the 90s like me. And uh, anyways, there's some nerdy kid who moves in yeah. to, the, to the group. They call him Squid. That's his nickname. Okay. And uh, he wears socks and sandals. And they make fun of him for it. They call him a shooby. A shooby? A shooby. Okay. Someone who wears socks and sandals. But I thought it was sweet style, so I'm trying to, you know, I just want... So since the 90s, you've just been like, I'm doing socks and sandals. I'm a shooby. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm not since then. I never wore socks or sandals till I moved up to this brutally cold place called the Upper Peninsula. Really? Yeah, the summer is just frigid, man. <laughs> it's been brutally hot. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, Kevin. You are a man of your own, but hey, congratulations for, you know the boldness of wearing socks with sandals. Hey, I'm waiting for it to catch you on <laughs> one a, of these days. That's a confidence thing. Uh, well, how are you, man? I'm well. I'm, I'm doing well. Yeah, we, we, we didn't do a podcast last week, so to our faithful listeners, mm. I know you're just waiting around for these things. And we were both out of town, going in all kinds of different directions, so this summer has been a little bit nutty uh, in that in that way, you know, we've been, you and I have been, I mean, we've been here at the same time, but then we've also, we like, not really, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's been a good summer, but, but just kind of, kind of wild uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, this last week, my, uh, my family and I, we were, we were at uh, Camp Luther, that's our, our North Wisconsin district, that's, you know, the part of the denomination that, that we're in our region, uh, our, our uh, district supported camp, Camp Luther in Three Lakes, Wisconsin. So uh, I've been privileged to be able to serve as a guest pastor there uh, for a number of years now. Uh, so, so we were hanging out down there and um, it's like, I don't know, I'd probably say like a 90-10 split between uh, work and uh, play. So probably like 10% work and like 90% play. <laughs> um, so we do a Bible study and, and that kind of stuff each day, but most of the time it's just family hanging out as part of the family camp and mm. so it was a good time away um and I think just mentally emotionally like for me and my my family right before we left for camp and uh, uh well I mentioned it <clears throat> if I don't know when people listen to this podcast or 
maybe nobody listens to this podcast. I don't know, Kevin. No, people do. But uh, when, uh, when Kevin and I were both gone, um, we did a pre-recorded sermon where you had your little finger of Ezra guy. And um, in, that, in that sermon, I mentioned that my, my dog was really sick. That's right. Um, yeah. And we didn't know how things were going to pan out. So when we were recording that, like, it was that morning that she was not doing well at all, and I had brought her to the vet and almost had made a decision. Like, before recording that, we, I was almost, like, going to make the decision to put her down then, but we decided to maybe try a treatment and give her a night at the, at the clinic to see if she would get better. Uh, and then I got a call the next morning uh, that she had actually died uh, there. So, so we had, you know, so that's some... Uh, that was a more of a emotional deal than I probably expected it to be. Because I, I had yeah. kind of thought that the dog was, I mean, she was getting old and was having a harder time getting around and stuff. But it ended up probably being a blessing in the end, even though it's a difficult thing, but the timing of it all. Because we're also, like right now, as we're recording this, we're like maybe a week, a week two weeks away from uh, our fourth child being born. And so... Like between grieving the death of the dog and the upcoming, you know, expectation of a baby, mm. there's just a lot. I think maybe more going on in my head and heart than I even know. And so just being away for that that week, just being his family and relaxing and hanging out with friends was uh, super good. So yeah, so coming back now and re-entering, we're just uh, we're just waiting around for kid to be born, you know. So that's that's kind of where it's exciting where we're at. But you were. You were doing some traveling too, right? Yeah, yeah. So when we recorded, that was on a Monday, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for the sermon that following Sunday. Uh, that was the same day that my family, we headed down to Milwaukee uh, that evening, uh, crashed at my parents' house and uh, flew out to Colorado the next day on that Tuesday. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a really fun trip. The Kind of the reason we were going out to Colorado was uh, for my middle brother, Patrick, uh, getting married yeah. uh, to now his wife, Lindsay, who we actually had only met uh, for the first time at my other brother's wedding like a month before. That's crazy. So, yeah, you know, it's just you get older and, you know, as you start moving in your different directions and, of course, him living in Colorado and me living out here, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, kind of few and far between we get these times together. But, um, but yeah, so his wedding took us out there, but we had... Uh, plenty of time in advance uh, before the wedding to kind of hang out as family too. Yeah. Since we were traveling so far for the wedding, we figured, eh, let's just stretch it out. Yeah. You know, enjoy some time. Uh, just Molly, Lily, and I, yeah. and then a little bit of time when uh, the rest of my family came in. So, yeah, we we walked around some old stomping grounds because both Molly and I had lived in Colorado. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Molly for longer than me, and, and so we went and visited kind of where she used to work at a uh, a home for single mothers. Uh, kind of a care ministry put out by the Wells Church, actually. Oh, okay. So another Lutheran uh, denomination, but uh, Wisconsin synod, a little more conservative than the LCMS. Um, yeah, so it was a neat ministry, and we, we popped over where they used to be. They actually uh, weren't able to keep the funding for that site. Yeah. They moved it closer to their headquarters in Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah. So Molly was a she was a social worker there or something. Like so it? not at that time. That's what inspired her to to become a social worker. Uh, okay. Yeah. So she worked. Uh, it, it was basically they would take in any mother who was pregnant or had just had a baby under a year. Um, they would set them up free housing. They would try and help them uh, fill out resumes, get jobs, okay. shuttle them to and from work. Okay. Basically, give them a sense of uh, you know like responsibility, ownership, structure to their life yeah. where there really hadn't been. Right. 
And uh, Molly, she loved the work, but she felt like, oh my gosh, I, I, don't, I need more uh, equipping oh, okay. you know, in yeah. this field. I just don't feel like I know what I'm doing. Right. Um, so she loved the work, but wanted to, to grow more in it. So that's what uh, led her to St. Louis to get her uh, MSW, Master's okay. in Social Work, yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, so did that, climbed a mountain. Uh, well, I mean, we did a hike. It was like, you know, a mile. We didn't go onto a peak. Okay. Uh, we were in the mountains yes. uh, and then hung out with lots of uh, extended family. So very cool. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of tied in it, I suppose, with the whole, uh, you know, that that sermon with Ezra uh, when we were gone. Well, that's right. Had a lot to do with uh, relationships mattering. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, even you talking about, uh, you know, your bower. Yeah. Right? yeah like the dog. Your dog. Yeah. Like even that relationship mattered. Right. Yeah. I think. It, well, and you even mentioned that in the sermon, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean. We think about just you think about the relationships that we have in life like those are those are real things real places that god gives to us uh to to put into practice uh his kind of love for us mm. i mean mm-hmm. obviously mostly we see that taking place in in marriage um where uh, I mean, the Bible speaks very clearly about a marriage uh, being like the the place where uh, you know husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, laying life down uh, for her, and wives uh, submit to your husbands as the church submits to Christ. You know, and all of these things, husbands love your wives, and uh, wives respect your husbands. And I mean, that's that's in the book of Ephesians. So, in, in that marriage, we actually like put into practice the kind of love and the kind of forgiveness that we've received mm. and we experience it and we we do it like we live it out so mostly in a marriage but that can be applied to every relationship here on earth that we have with people like if you just stop and think like why i don't know i maybe this is too too heady or too big of a topic but out of the billions of people mm. in the world mm-hmm. you know god has got you where you are. Mm-hmm. You were born into a family. You live in a neighborhood. You work in a certain place. You're engaged in common interests with people around you. Like, why? Why do you have, why do you have those people in your life? Mm-hmm. It is to put into practice and live out the kind of love that God has for you. So, I mean, relationships matter as you give, but also as hopefully as you receive, that you're surrounded by people who build you up, who remind you of who you are as a child of God, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I mean, the relationships, they, they matter. This is huge. Yeah, significantly, you know, as you talk about um, putting into, pr- like, kind of practice on um, the love that God shows us, um, it just made me think of, there was a pastor I once heard uh, talk about, you know, you can, be, you can be told that you're loved by God, yeah. or you can be told that you're a sinner, you know, um, but you really don't. You really don't know it in your bones until you've been shown yeah. the love of God or been shown, you know, that, that you, you're, you know, uh, you can't do it all. You know that you're a yeah. sinner, that you need God, right? And um, so, you know, kind of on that front end, on the being shown the love of God, I, do, I think you're right that God, he places us in these various roles exactly for that reason, right? Yeah. To, show, to show his love, to really manifest his love, the love that we know from him, to the other people that he's 
placed with us. Right. And you mentioned the marital relationship, but it's kind of interesting even thinking, because I, I think there are these kind of separate zones and almost like tiers of love. Um, so you got the marriage, which is kind of that fundamental uh, picture of Jesus in the church, yeah. right, his bride. But in the scriptures, you also have, um, I think the next level would be like parents, yeah. you know? So like marital love is, is one love, maybe the, I don't know, let's say it's the highest, but it's right. a pretty significant one. Yeah. But then you have parental love, you know, raising your kids. And in the scriptures, you hear all sorts of language about us being uh, children of God, right. you know, sons and daughters of God, he being our father. Right. Um, well, I mean, I think just even, like you said, like that pastor said, you don't really know the love of God till you've received it or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, definitely as a married couple, like we've had to learn how to, with my, my wife, like how to forgive <laughs> yeah. and actually speak forgiveness to one another um, and try to put that in alignment. But uh, being a father also mm-hmm. of my children, I, I mean, just, I mean, so much more resonates with me what it means that God is a father, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and even if there's, there's, <laughs> if there's discipline, you know, there's, and there's love and there's grace and there's mercy, but there's also like shaping and forming, but this unending love, like I will always be, I will always be a child of God. Right. Like that's his promise to me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. And I mean, I feel that same way about my kids, hmm. you know? Um, and, and I'm an imperfect father. So like, that's where, I mean, God is perfect, so I, I know that in my imperfection, mm-hmm. like where I'm lacking and where God is perfect, but that helps me also understand his perfect love right. for me when I realize like my, you know, my quick frustration or whatever with my children when there's, uh, you know, repeated misbehavior or whatever, you know. I mean, my, my two oldest kids, they share a room and even, even last night, like, and this is a repeated thing. Almost every single night, like they, we, we tuck them into bed. They're allowed to like read for a little while until we tell them, okay, like read on their own until we tell them, okay, it's time to go to bed, turn off the lights. And then they do that. And then it's usually, oh, good 30, 45 minutes, an hour of like going back and forth and telling them, guys, if we said go to bed, we said go to bed, we said like go to bed. Go to bed. Just go to bed. You know how to, we do this every night. Go to bed. You know. I don't know. Like last night, I didn't. I didn't get like mad at them, but I had to speak uh, be, because it's just so repeated. And I'm trying to learn to be yeah. slow to anger and not get mad at them. But I'm just. I had to speak with a stern, like a stern voice. Finally, mm-hmm. you know. I'm like, mm-hmm. guys, seriously, go to bed. You know. And yeah. I mean, I'm, it's not even that big of a deal. Like, right. We're right. just talking about a natural thing, like going to sleep. But as a father, it's like. All right, just, I mean, I don't know. Is that, is that it, resonate? Oh, it does yeah. completely. I, I remember when I was younger and I used to read uh, or hear, you know, in scripture about it talking, you know, and this is in the Old Testament, right? That God is slow to anger, yeah. you know, bounding in steadfast love. And then you read the part where like the earth rips open and a bunch of people fall in and get, you know, like obliterated. And I'm like, <laughs> is, is he really slow to anger? Like, is that really, you know, like the reality of God? But yeah, like you said, when you become a father, you realize, oh man. Yeah, God is really slow to anger. Yeah. Because, like, uh, it, it, he it, could be mad. He could be, like, super mad with us every single minute, <laughs> you know? And he. Yeah, the fact that the earth still hasn't <laughs> ripped open in my life, you yeah. know? And I haven't been sucked under, like, um, you know, uh, you know, he, like, he really is patient with us. 
yeah. um, and and he is he's so tender right. uh, when when he comes to growing us, but he does grow us. Yeah. And sometimes it is hard. I mean, I think all of us can resonate with a, a time we've kind of been like, you know, well, what the heck, God? Mm-hmm. You know, like why? Why is this happening to me, God? But um, when you become a father, you realize, oh, yeah, sometimes you, you have to do things. Your kids might not want to go to bed right now, but you know it's best for yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. And so even if it's a little, you know, and like you said, this is a minor example, but maybe it's a little painful for them, right? Yeah. To, to have to like, oh, oh, I guess I have to shut my eyes. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. But it's good for them. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, we start to see more um, who this God is in these various uh, 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 relationships that he places us into. Yeah. And then, I mean, I think finally, too, friend, right. Jesus, you know, yeah. what does he say to the disciples? Uh, uh, you know, uh, master doesn't tell his servants, right, what's going on, but I've told you, <laughs> you know, like, I am your friend. Yeah. You know, I call you friend. That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. You know, like Jesus is Lord. He's God. Yeah. He's the one that uh, no one could even be around uh, before Jesus came to earth, yeah. you know, uh, without being just obliterated. Uh-huh. And here he is, and he's befriending uh, these people. He's confiding in them. He's sharing uh, what his father has shared with him. And he, call, and he calls them friends. He right. calls us friends. Right. Greater love has no one than this, that a man should lay down his life for, for his, his friends. friends. Right? Yeah. And you are my friends. He said, you are my friends. If you do what I command, you know, he does. Sure. So that, I mean, that sounds like a bit conditional, but it's also like, you know, it's just an obedience thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I mean, true friends do make an agreement to, to, to live a certain kind of way, you know, uh-huh. like uh-huh. you're not just going to totally disrespect your friend, like a friend, a friend would do what a friend asks them to do. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? So well, like, exactly. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think about like going out and, you know, buying a beer for your buddy, yeah. right? Well, if they buy you a beer every time you go out and you never buy them a beer, <laughs> like it's, it starts to become a question. Like, are we really, like, is this a mutual thing? Yeah. Like, are we actually friends? Yeah. You know, but like Jesus laid down his life for us. Have you ever bought me a beer? <laughs> Just kidding. I don't think I have. <laughs> Well, here we go. <laughs> We're just co-workers now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, uh, so, but I mean, no matter where your relationships are at, whether you're a husband or wife, a son or father or daughter or mother, yeah. or just a friend, yeah. like in all of those spaces, you have opportunity to demonstrate right. the same love that God is demonstrating to, right. to you. Right. right. I just, it's so... Uh, I don't know what I don't know what adjective it is, but it just it happens so quickly in this sinful, broken world. Um, how how quick relationships can be severed, though, too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and how quick we are to not want to work at uh, living in the kind of love and forgiveness Jesus has given to us. Mm-hmm. Um, this this last Sunday, I preached um, about. I mean, we're still. We haven't even like mentioned the guys in this podcast, but that's fine. We're, I mean, we're we're preaching through Ezra and Nehemiah, and that's right. We turned into the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah is this guy who, in the in the Old Testament, you know, goes back to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. They've been knocked down, and he, so that's that's his his goal. Um, and they they do rebuild the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. Um, but in, in my sermon, I was trying to you know draw some practical applications uh, to this. It's, I don't know. It's just interesting because like the whole idea of like these these practical like uh 
walls uh, of, of like a city wall of Jerusalem have become such a politicized thing uh, in the news and, uh, and like in our world. Sure, yeah. And I, that was, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody's minds went there when I was, when I was preaching. I'm sure somebody did, but you know, when, when it's very politicized about building a wall on our southern border, whether you're for that or against that or what the purpose of that is. I mean, I just, right. uh, I just heard on, on the news on the way here that uh, like Turkey is, um, one of the, the country of Turkey is taking in a lot of refugees. Uh, they took in a lot from, um, from Syria during that conflict. And there's a lot of people from Afghanistan, like traveling through Iran to try to get to Turkey. And so Turkey is welcoming in Afghanis, but what they said in the news is they're also accelerating uh, the, the, the extension of a wall with the border with Iran because that's the route that Afghanis take. So they're going to try to control all that. Yep. So there's a lot of like, I don't know, the, in our hearts and minds, like well, how do we treat immigrants and refugees? And right. like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't really want to go there totally in my, in my sermon. Yeah. So I tried to take a broad scope at this and just talked about like walls of hostility and walls of hope. Um, so I was just saying it, it's so, in our, in our lives though, how quick we are to build up these walls of hostility mm -hmm. uh, towards other people. Um, you know, we do it, unfortunately, we do it a lot mm -hmm. um, in our sin. We just, like, I, I don't want to see from that person. I mean, I mentioned in my, in my sermon, like on social media and stuff too. And I've done, I've done this where like somebody's annoying or saying stuff that I don't want to see. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, well, I'll just block them. Mm-hmm. Like blocks, you know, like yeah. building blocks sure. of a wall. It's just like block, block, block. I don't want to. I just, I just want to be happy. I don't want to notice any of this stuff. I don't want to deal with you, you know. Yeah. So that's easy to do, like you know, on social media. But a lot of people do that in life as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, yeah, on that same news story I was listening to about like in with the Afghani refugees, like heading to uh, Turkey. They, they on the news they interviewed uh, somebody from Turkey, and they were just saying like there's a lot of hostility there between like locals now and these refugees and they mm. there's they you know they don't see them as they see them as a threat they consider them criminals and, and all this stuff and you're like yeah those are walls of hostility you know sure. just between people groups and and all this kind of stuff so yeah. it just happens so much in this in this world where we just divide 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 you know yeah and we've talked i know we've talked about sin in the past being this thing that separates yeah. right and that's kind of like Satan's work, that's kind of his aim. Let me separate people. Let me separate God and yep. man too, right? Uh, and get you thinking that God's kind of out to get you or, or, or that, that, that there's hostility there right. still, right? Which Jesus in Ephesians very clearly came and knocked down that wall. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, even thinking about my own life, my own history, yeah, I can think of like very specific people, you know, uh, from childhood you know, into adolescence, uh, for my, at least for me, like those seem to be years where I was maybe a little less, uh, um, I don't know, thoughtful about mm. my behavior, you know, or yeah. words, or um, maybe just like more. It's easy to respond emotionally when yeah. things happen, but yeah, you know, you make a you make a dumb decision that like practically hurts another person, and they don't want to have anything to do with you, mm. right? And that's a wall of yep. hostility. Or, um, you know, there was a time when uh, honestly it was a friend was doing a friendly gesture to me, but I was embarrassed by it, right? Like in middle school. So he gifted me uh, this, uh, 
uh, action figure of a TV show that was kind of niche. It was called Gundam Wing. Okay. Uh, it's kind of anime-ish. That's the second cartoon you've referenced today, but go I, on. Yeah, man, if I hit three, <laughs> dude, that'd be a good episode. Uh, Gundam Wing, check it out. Great show. Um, but when I was in eighth grade, I was embarrassed to admit that in front of the whole classroom. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a, a thing that me and my friend Logan Chaplusky was his name. Um, we played together all the time okay. uh, at my house, yeah. but I never talked about it with anyone else. Uh -huh. And then at like a Secret Santa kind of exchange, he gifted me this action figure. Okay. And like I looked, I did that gander around the room kind of thing, right? As I opened it, and I saw that like there were like kids kind of snickering. Huh. And I mean, who's to even say it was about what was going on? Maybe they had an inside joke that was not even yeah. related, but I was embarrassed about it. Uh -huh. And instead of being a friend to Logan, I totally, I totally betrayed him. Really? You know, yeah. just was like, basically was like, oh, this is like I, I criticized the oh, gift. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just, that's horrible. Uh, I mean, yeah. this, is a, this is a real Peter moment for me. Yeah. And like, I can say, I can tell the story now yeah. uh, without like getting like too emotional about it, yeah. but only because there's been a few times prior to, to, to now yeah. that I've shared this story where like, it really ate me up. Yeah. Like, I needed to be forgiven of this. Yeah. And, and thankfully, I've had people in my life who have, spoken God's forgiveness to me. Yeah. But the, the, the other piece of it is that there's always opportunity for repair work too. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, there was a, some sermon I did on friendship where I said, you know, a friend will, uh, is always there for you yeah. and will never let you down. Yeah. And I talked to somebody after and, uh, well, long story short, kind of the feedback was, you know, we, we do let each other down. Yeah. Like this is the reality. And we've seen this in Ezra and Nehemiah, yeah. right? They kind of Things are going good, and there's like, oh, well, shoot, that wasn't quite the way yeah. we wanted it. Right. There's kind of a letdown at the end of the Zerubbabel story, the end of the Ezra story uh, with the, the divorce piece yeah. we talked about um, a week ago. And, uh, uh, but anyways, there's, there's, there's room for repair. We call that reconciliation, yeah. right? So coming back together, basically letting those walls get knocked down. Yeah. Like you said, I think repent of those walls. Yeah. Um, you know, admit our faults, ask for forgiveness. Yeah. And that's kind of our part. Right. Or maybe you're on the other side and, and you're the one that's been hurt and, yeah. and maybe that person comes and speak, speaks their yeah. you know, sorriness about it. Yeah. Or maybe you find even the room to, to address it and say, look, like, I know this happened, but I want you to know like, there's forgiveness. Yeah. Like, I still want right. to repair the relationship. Right. Well, that's where I, mean, and I, that's where I, I use this image, this, these walls of hope. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And... I know it felt a little bit weird to say like God builds walls. That feel, I mean, it feels like what I mean. But I meant, I mean, it's it's true. Like God protects us. God guards us. God, right. God does hedge walls of protection around us mm -hmm. to keep the evil one at bay. You know, to lead us not into temptation. Like He does all the time. We just a lot of times we step out of step out of bounds, and you know, we're like ah, whatever. <laughs> <Out the fence. laughs> yeah, but he he does. Um, and he, he does it collectively as well. And uh -huh. I said, like, the, the walls God builds are not designed to keep people out, but to invite them in, that more people can experience the hope of, of Jesus Christ. Uh, and I think that is, that is true, right? So yeah. when we can live lives knowing that all of these, op whatever opponents or whatever hostilities or whatever, whatever brokenness we encounter in this world when we know that through the death and resurrection of Jesus, those things have no eternal power over us, that's, that's what it means to live in hope. Mm 
hmm. hope of the resurrection, hope of what is to come, then we can live lives saying, man, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, throw what you want at me. Like, I will still, I will still love you, you know? Mm-hmm. Treat me horribly, and I will still give you grace, you know? Like, to be that vulnerable and that humble mm. in this world, you know? Um, but that's who Christ was. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what Christ did. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Mm. Like, took on our suffering. Like, so when we align ourselves with that, I mean, it's just like, yeah. And the world's going to throw a bunch of stuff at us. I don't need to be hostile. Like, I, I can be filled with hope knowing that all of that hostility won't last forever, you know? Right. So, and, and God builds that in us. Like, he gives us this hope. He gives us this peace. He gives us joy, love, right? So, and that's where, like, invite others into that, right? Yeah. Invite others into that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Walls aren't bad in and of themselves. They aren't, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just what are, what, what are they there for? Right. right. What's the purpose of them? What's the intent? Right. So, yeah, I think you're exactly right. Cool. Cool. Um, this has been a great conversation, Kevin. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up uh, as we as we head in uh, end into our fall season here. Uh, I think we're going to keep this podcast going, and you know, sometimes it's very directly tied into the sermon. Sometimes we go all over the place. Sometimes we do interviews with other people, and I think we're just going to—I don't know—hopefully that's working for you guys. We're going to. I stick with that same format and you know sometimes surprise you with something a little different and uh anyways kevin as always it's good to be with you here today yeah likewise aaron great Take to care. see you